You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's she's the the boss. boss. Radio Network. Hey, 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 welcome to the Blue Room. I'm your host, So Blue, and you're tuned in to another edition of my podcast brought to you by She's the Boss Radio. Our mission here is to provide a fun atmosphere for positivity and enlightening conversation with just a splash of gossip and tea. So kick back and relax because we got a lot to chat about. Um, Happy almost last day of Black History Month. We are wrapping up. Let me tell you, this weather... These past couple of weeks, it's been lovely, but it got me nervous because I'm like, Mother Nature, I know you. You're going to give us spring in February, and then we about to turn around and have snow on the ground until, like, May. <laughs> like, that is good old Maryland for you. But I've been enjoying the weather. I've been feeling so-so. The weather, even with the nice weather, it's been, like, a perk, but there's still, like, life lifing everywhere. So tonight, I just wanted to have a cool, relaxed, kind of interesting, funny um, show tonight. And my topic tonight is blues tea time. So we are going to get into some tea, some stories that I've been um, following and wanting to talk about on the Blue Room. Um, Some of them current, some, you know, from the beginning of the year, but just certain things that just kind of crossed my mind. And I was just like, hmm, Blue's tea time. So I hope y'all got some tea or y'all got something to sip on or eat, nibble on, whatever you want to do, because tonight is going to be a good one and it's going to be something nice to listen to and to kind of kiki about. So let's get into it. Let's hop into my so true moment. And so, of course, you know, I'm coming with an inspirational quote like I do every week. And this one says, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And that's by Alice Walker, who is a famous um, African-American writer. So one more again, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And I love this quote when it popped up up on um, one of my search engines because I was just like, can I tell you I got the power? Like immediately snap, like his song just popped in my brain. Like I got the power, period. Like, you have the power, period. And sometimes you just have to remind yourself that the power doesn't always have to entail with money, positioning. Um, None of those things necessarily lead to you having the power. The power relies first off within yourself of, I have the power to, number one, think positive thoughts. I have the power to either wallow in whatever I'm in, or I have the power to get up and make moves. And that's one thing that I'm noticing with the climate of just like the world's emotional meter. I don't know how else to describe it, but the world's emotional meter. From what I can see, a lot of us um, either are two of the extremes. We'll either just bust through whatever is going on and we just clam up and you know, never express how we feel and then it's bottled up. Or we have those other persons on the other end of the spectrum who just wallow in it. And they're just like, I have no power. I have no way to fix this. So I'm just going to sit here and give up. And Alice Walker reminded us that 
the most common way for you to give up your power is basically that other end of the spectrum, wallowing in it and saying, there's nothing I can do. You're giving up your power by not even attempting. Can I tell you that even if you fail at whatever you attempt to do to make a situation better or even just to better yourself and go for your dreams, whatever attempt you make, that's power. That's power. Whether the attempt wins or loses, you still have power because you decided to go after what you wanted. Um, And honestly, your internal version of how you look at yourself is a superpower you don't have to be like superman who can fly or none of those things you can legit have an internal power of just how you look at yourself um you know one thing that i commonly and like other parents laugh at me about it when they see my daughter is my daughter is so confident y'all when i tell you i wish i was her when i was six and i'm so happy because it it makes me smile because it's like i'm doing something real good that she's not repeating the same personality type i was when i was six you know i knew when i was younger i always thought i was cute i was always called cute but i i i would still not be i was still very shy so hard for me to really open up to other girls and ask them well how do you do your hair like that and where did you do what made you put that outfit together like most of those things like I had an older sister of course Nicole y'all met her so she would help me with that of course my mom always styled me well which is crazy because my mom um is 38 she had me when she was 38 so you would think the huge age difference back then would have been a thing but it really wasn't but um yeah like the confidence my daughter has in just knowing what she wants to do she wakes up in the morning I pick out an outfit she said "Mm -mm, no this is what I want and then like refuses like she's very hard-headed and stubborn like me to a certain extent but hers goes towards like I shall not be moved I will eventually move and be like okay I'll give in whatever I'll compromise she's like legit I shall not be moved this is what I want I want to wear a rainbow tutu and a striped shirt today. And this is what I'm going to school. And I'm just like, all right. (laughs) All right. And she knows she looks good. Even if I told her, like, girl, you don't match. This is a mess. You will have me looking like I don't know what I'm doing. She, no. She's like, no, mommy, I look amazing. I look great. I look amazing. I'm like, all right. But can I tell you that's her power? And one thing that I'm starting to do now is I'm like, you know what? Do, Do you, girl? Do you, whatever makes you feel happy, whatever makes you feel good, that's her power for the day. So she legit now picks out her clothes, whatever she wants to wear, it's whatever you wear. She may come to, to school in church shoes one day and Crocs the next. And that's that's her power. That's her power of how she wants to move. Um, and it definitely starts with how you instill that value within your children early. Um, so what's good, positive things you can say about your own worth. So I'm going to talk about myself. I know my power, and because your power lies within your worth, mind you. Um, I know one of my powers that I know I'm so proud about is my love. My love is a superpower. Like, I love people hard, <laughs> like passionately. I love hard. When I tell you I love you, I mean it. Um, I'm, I'm loyal. That's another one of my superpowers that I wrote down. It's like, I'm loyal, like, and I'm loyal for everything. Like I'm loyal to the, to the extent of even down to my job. Like 
I found a good job that I work at now. I've been there going on. This is my sixth year. I shall not be moved. Like, we good so far. We still going up the pay uh, rate scale. So we going to hang here till the blue room pops off and I don't have to work here no more. <laughs> so, like, I'm loyal to that extent of, you know, once I find people or things that I know settle well with me and they make me happy, that's a superpower just to have a loyalty of knowing and then knowing who deserves it and who doesn't that's a superpower a part of my loyalty that I'm like yeah I'm getting better at that because at first I would take pride in being loyal just I'm loyal to this person this dog and this leaf on the tree and then when the leaf will blow away and the dog runs away and then the friend looks at me like I don't want to be your friend no more I'm depressed because I'm like but I was loyal though but your superpower is knowing who deserves to see you shine? Who deserves to be in your space and absorb that power? So before I go to my first break, I do want to go into three little affirmations. You know me and my affirmations, y'all. Gotta affirm y'all because we got the power, period. So never give up your power by just thinking and assuming you don't have any because the power is already within you. You just gotta list out on paper what makes you powerful. So here's my three affirmations. No one can change my mind about me. I'm worth it every time, as is, without change or compromise. And I got to give a shout out to Miss Kev on stage. She's um, a podcaster that I follow and a content creator. But when she added that part, everyone always says, like, you know, I'm worthy. But it's the part of every time, as is, without change. Period. Like, every time. Nope, I'm worthy, yes. And it can't be I'm worthy today and not tomorrow. No, I'm worthy today, tomorrow, this time at 3 p.m. on Monday, another time on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Still worthy, as I am, without any change. So keep that in mind. Without that change or compromise, you're still worth it. The second one. I'll never be afraid to leave my mark. Even if I come into a room that I'm unfamiliar with, I'm always humble to be there, but I come with a specific goal to leave my presence to be missed. Um, and that's one thing that I I need to, I started to get better about. It's like, you know what? Yes, you know, I'm uncomfortable in this room, but I'm going to come in this room, and I'm going to give these people in this room something about myself to be missed. So when I leave this room, they're like, you know what? I really miss Blue. She was so dope. I love the way she talks and communicates. Like, I want to I wanna leave the room and you missed me. I got in this room even if I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. And I will be missed. Okay? You're going to want me back in the room. Like, no, I need her to come back. And my last one is your attempts and failures should be by your own merit, not for the merit to please others. So, again, whatever you attempt to do, make sure you're doing it for yourself. It should never be for just to look for the applause or the approval of someone else. Your own superpower is your own dreams and your own unction and gut just to go after what you want. Now, for those of us who have kids, of course, chasing your dreams for your kids is always an aspiration. But your kids are going to grow up and they're going to follow their own dreams. So at the end of the day, whatever you go for, make sure it's coming from you and not from nobody else. So, y'all, this show is going to be amazing. Like I said, our episode is called Blues Tea Time, and we're just going to get into some old topics, some semi-current topics that I've just been wanting to kiki about and, yeah, dish about. So sit back, relax. When we get back, we're going to be talking about Miss Keely Williams from 3LW. Child, messy isn't always promising. Sit back. We'll be right back.
We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The internet's best choice for music. She's she's the the boss. Boss. Radio Network. Hey, I am Jenny James from Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill all the time. And you've noticed that your carpet's not looking so good. Why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service. So you won't have wet carpet all day long. And you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do... Tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet-friendly too. Why don't you get a free no-obligation estimate today? NeatlyDoneSanAntonio.com For the traditional wedding, birthday, or special occasion celebrations, do you feel like you just don't want all of the pressure of coordinating your own event? Do your friends all seem to become professional event planners for your memorable moments? Are you thinking of getting engaged and want a romantic way of doing it? Let us design it for you. Pictures are worth a thousand words. Let our photographers help you to make a statement. Want to make an impression with a beautiful arrangement? Speak with our floral designers. Zeal Enterprises, an all-inclusive event management company that provides complete consulting and coordinating services for weddings, anniversaries, reunions, theme and birthday parties, festivals, conventions, and conferences. Our team of professionals are excited to work with you. Call today, 866-494-5945, or go online to www.zealbnr.com to begin designing your event. Remember, in everything you do, do it with zeal. Beauties in the eye. We complicate things when all along it's just perfect as it is. Beauty is from within. It's how you feel, not as how others see you. Skincare shouldn't be complicated. She's the Boss believes skincare should be nurturing, easy to use, smell delicious, feel refreshing, and look incredible. She's the Boss Cosmetics and Skincare brings you our botanical-based skincare line that's gentle, uncomplicated, and extremely effective for men, women, and youth. Feel confident and radiate a power glow that flows from the inside out. Exude an assurance that extends from the home into the conference room. Visit us at www.she's-the-boss.com or call us at 866-494-5945 to get yours today. We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The Internet's best choice for music. She's she's the the boss. Radio Network. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to The Blue Room. I'm your host, So Blue, and you're tuned in to another edition of my podcast. Tonight, our topic is Blue's Tea Time. So I'm just going to get into a few um, stories that I've been wanting to talk about, but just haven't had a chance to. But now is the night, so let's get ready to kiki a little bit. So, Miss Keely Williams, we all remember her from 3LW. Um, And can I say... 
I don't know if any of you listeners were watching the encore that came on BET. Um, if you have BET Plus, get on that. It's still on there. Um, and that's basically when um, just different female R&B artists that didn't really get their full moment to shine came on the show to form a girl group and have a time to shine. So Keely was one of those people on the show. And can I say that since that show, she's been giving very much like mean girl, bitter vibes. More so bitter than mean girl, but it's like, I don't understand what you're upset about. So the first thing I had to delve into was recently she wanted to comment about Chris Brown. He's a feature on Chloe Bailey's new song. Um, the song is actually kind of kind of cute. I kind of like it. Um, it's called How Does It Feel? And it's real, real cute. I think the video is on YouTube now, so you can check it out. But Keely is just, for lack of better words, like drinking haterade. Like, I don't know what else to say because I'm just like, you sound like a hater with your tweet. She took to Twitter to talk about the new song. And this is what she had to say about Chris Brown. Let him come out with his own record. So genius. So captivating that it makes us all forget he beats women. He can't, so he won't. So what does he do? He slowly creeps back into the mainstream by getting small nods for features on black women's merit. Black women who are more talented, more worthy, but give him the okay. And then she concluded by saying, I'm swatting the effing air right now. Garbage. So I'm like, hmm, okay. What does, what does this have to do with you? Like nobody called on you. It wasn't a time for anybody to raise their hand to give a comment. You just decided to go on Twitter and give unsolicited comments and opinions that no one asked for. And, of course, Chris Brown had to clap back. Um, and I was actually proud of his clap back because he could have um, said a lot more meaner things than he said. Um, and this is what he said. Um, I'm kind of getting tired of your broken promises, promises. We all know about that, right? <laughs> Good old 3LW. Making fun of her list. Um, and then he said, basically, obviously, you are at a point in your life where either you are broke or broken. The fact that you think you can speak negatively about me makes you look so lame. Your life and career must suck right now. Minding your business would have been best, but I guess you don't have any business or a real job that makes you financially stable. I feel more embarrassed for you and your actual maturity. So, nice clap back, Chris Brown. Can I tell you that's growth? Like, the fact that she came for him, how she did, and we all know Chris Brown, okay? Chris Brown, love him dearly. From the DMV, God represent, right? Like, I love him dearly. But he could have definitely clapped back and said a lot more meaner things than what he said. And I guess my question is, I don't understand how you feel like defending, you're defending Chloe. Chloe doesn't even like Chris Brown. She just wants him on her record because she's trying to be popping right now. So it does make actual sense to have a more popular artist like Chris Brown to be on Chloe Bailey's song, who is an up-and-coming artist trying to make her spot known. So my question is, first off, how is Chris Brown not mainstream? Girl, bye. Like, he's more mainstream than you. Don't nobody really know who you are, and they haven't remembered you since Broken Promises, Promises, okay? So let's start there. And then how are we supposed to be, as a people, uplifting each other 
but you're tearing down another black man in the name of I'm uplifting a black woman. That part for me didn't sit right because it's not even like Chris Brown came for you first. He wasn't even looking your way. He had nothing to say to you. And you're tearing down a black man from a mistake he made years ago. Okay, let's all, we all remember Rihanna and Chris Brown. We don't got to go through all the details of that. Okay, even, I remember even my mother found out about it. She was like, I saw it on the news. It was terrible. And I was just like, wow, like that story was mainstream. Can I tell you? Everybody knew about that, right? But I feel like Chris Brown since then has done a good job of redeeming himself. Um, He's a dad now. He actually, like, I I follow him on Instagram, so I see him posting videos with his kids quite often. And so when I, I see that, I see he has a daughter as well. I see a man who's trying. You know, I see a man who knows his mistakes are already all over the Internet for years to come for his children to grow up and read about. And the fact that Keely... You're a mother as well. Why are we why are we tearing down this man over a song that ain't got nothing to do with you at the end of the day? So, again, opinions, saying your opinions, is it's messy, Keely. You was messy. When is it appropriate to forgive and forget someone's past mistakes? That's something I wrote down I had to think about. Like, hmm, when is it appropriate? And I would have to say in this situation, especially if we're one talking about, like, Chris Brown and Rihanna and the whole him beating women thing. I think it would be when you've seen changed behavior. For me, that's when that's when I for I can be like, I'll forgive. Do we forget? No, but I forget to a certain extent of I'm not bringing it up. I'm not using it as ammo to shoot at you later whenever you do something that I don't like. Right? When you see action behind the verbal apology. That's when you can kind of be like, all right, I'm going to forgive and forget. I'm going to let it go. Like our good old Christian folks say, I'm going to let go on that God. <laughs> that's when you forgive and forget. Um, and that's what I hope when you look at artists like Chris Brown, when you look at Kanye, when you look at, you know, just different real human beings who make real life human mistakes. When do you forgive and forget? When you see changed behavior. Period. And that's one thing I can say is, Chris Brown, there has been some change behavior. Are you still, you know, a little out there turning up with your nightlife, your party life? Yep. That's typical for a black bachelor, right? But at the end of the day, I see change behavior. I see your kids are happy. I see that they're well. I don't hear about, not not to say I know him personally, but I don't hear in the blogs about, you know, him beating on his baby moms or him disrespecting his children's mother in any way, the children in danger when they're with him. You don't hear about none of that. So we can forgive and forget because he's definitely changed his behavior. So, Miss Keely Williams wasn't only just talking about Chris Brown, but she had to just be messy again. And this is just, I feel like for clout, had to talk about her quote-unquote thought days with B2K. And so, um, basically, she decided to go on an interview, um, and she decided to tell us about how she had a quote-unquote entanglement with B2K members Fizz, Little Fizz, J-Bug, and Rasby. And so, when I heard about this, I'm like, number one, again, Keely, who called on you? Who said you could raise your hand? And who picked you? to have anything to say into the conversation of life, 
who did it? Nobody. Nobody. You just decided it was your turn to talk in the classroom. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, Because, again, unsolicited information, unsolicited opinions that nobody asked about and that honestly seem inappropriate. Again, just something I feel like for clout, just to get us talking. Um, So she did an interview, and the producer's name that she did the interview with is Carlos King. And so she went on his show, and she had to make it clear that they never dated, but it was an entanglement. And so I have to read one of the quotes that she said because I was just like, this makes no sense. So she said she only had the entanglement with them one time. She was like, it was a one-time thing. And what else? I'm sorry, y'all. Here we go. So she said... She couldn't help but laugh at admission. And this is from hiphopnews.com. This, she couldn't help but laugh, and she said, everybody has their whole days. Let's have, let them have them whole days if they want. We'll look back on them days when they're older, and we'll be like, yeah, I was out there, thought, thought, thought. And I was like, again, mother to your children, right? You're a whole... I wouldn't call you super celebrity because, again, not a lot of people outside of our black culture really know who you are. Um, But you're semi in the spotlight and you feel like the best thing that you could offer to an interview is to talk about your your B2K days when you were that, that, that. And so my question that came to my mind again when I heard this story, how far is too far for clout? Like, how far? Um, Because a lot of us, again, social media can either help you or hinder you. I've seen it build businesses, and I've seen people use the platform to actually get great information across, great ideas and opinions across that are enlightening and uplifting. But then you can also have it to a certain extent of where it hinders you, right? It holds you back. You can go on there thinking you cute, thinking something you're you're saying is going to be agreed upon and black Twitter's going to be like, yeah, girl, we would have been pop, pop, popping with, no, <laughs> no. Like, and honestly, the comment in itself, the fact that this was a story that was trending for so long, it was at least two days that I saw it coming up and then Keely having to follow up with statements and she went live. It was, it was a whole thing. And I was like, why are we giving this so much attention? And of course she hasn't made it known that um, it was with Little Fizz, J-Bug, and Razby. Omarion was never included. Um, and it was just her, allegedly. And it's just, it's weird. You know, when you see the other members of 3LW from that group from that time, shout out to Adrian Balon. She is so uh, cute. She was on The Real for a while. Now that show's not going on. And now she's doing just the praise and worship thing with her husband, Israel Houghton. I love him. He's a gospel artist. Then you have Notori Naughton, right? Our good old Tasha from Power. She's killing it in Power, still in all the series that they have popping out. She's married, have a husband. I think she has, I know she's pregnant now. I think she has one other child too. She does. She has one other child. So, I mean, doing great things. Keely, you did the mom thing and she talks about that a lot on the Encore. So if you ever want to just get some some drama and tea and context of how she's just been messy the last couple months watch the show but 
even on the show, just the back and forth of, I have so much to offer. I know all this information, but no, I'm not joining the group. I'm going to be like a manager. And it's like, but wait, you're just as washed up as the rest of them. How, what do you have to offer? And the same thing with these unsolicited comments that nobody asks for. How is this something positive to offer? Um, so how far is too far to go when you're trying to get clout? It's when you make yourself look stupid. Period. It's when you honestly put your foot in your mouth. When you say something that you thought was going to get all the laughs in the auditorium and you got crickets. Okay? Like, that's how far too far is for clout. Clout, only clout that I want is good clout. Only clout that I want is people retweeting, reposting, me saying positive things about myself. I would never, and trust me, I've had them days, okay? I was listening to B2K during my days, okay? But can I tell you, no, I'm not about to get on this mic and tell y'all about those days. I'll tell you the highlights, but that's not some of the situations that I put myself in as far as relationships and having sex too early. All those things are not things to boast about. Um, And yeah, I look back at those days. I was like, yeah, I was doing a lot, but not in a good way. Especially now that I'm looking at my daughter, I'm looking at my nieces, I'm looking at all the people. And I'm just like, yeah, I have so many little people looking up to me. Like, I can't afford. (laughs) I cannot afford such things. And so when you go into thinking about how you want to expand a brand or how you want to expand what you're doing for yourself. Again, always ask yourself the question, is this good clout? Is this clout something that I would want my daughter to Google search in 20 years and be proud of? And I promise you that was my whole idea as well of when it came to rebranding the Blue Room and restarting everything. I was like, I want these episodes that I record to be something my daughter plays back and was like, yeah, that was my mom. These episodes that she can listen to and get through her day better you know episodes that she can share she can be like yeah take it to school and play it so your teacher can hear it and mommy's not cussing and talking about pop pop popping it mommy's talking about real life things real life things that everybody can listen to so yeah that's the kind of clout i want and miss keely williams you a mess girl you a mess. I don't know what else to say. We're going to pray your strength on the altar on Sunday. Um, but messy isn't always promising. That's that's the point blank and the period. You thought it was cute to expose yourself about what you did with B2K. You thought it was cute to come for Chris Brown when he did nothing to you over a single song that, again, nothing to do with you. And what? It wasn't promising, sweetheart. It was messy. So, y'all, the tea is just boiling and getting dished up. We about to take a quick break, but when we get back, I want to get into my next segment, and it's going to be talking about living in your truth. Um, there's a few stories that's been going on that I want to dig into, so stay locked. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's, she's, she's the, the boss. boss. Radio Network. Hey, I'm Jenny James for Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill 
all the time and you've noticed that your carpet's eh, not looking so good, why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service so you won't have wet carpet all day long and you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet-friendly too. Why don't you get a free no-obligation estimate today? NeatlyDoneSanAntonio.com Yeah, that's the sound of today's business community. It's a dog-eat-dog world and only the strong survive. The challenge is navigating the ever-changing business environment to put your business in the forefront. So how does your business keep up with the changes? That's where She's the Boss Network comes in. She's the Boss Network is an internet media network that's been helping businesses like yours get the exposure that you're looking for at reasonable cost by way of radio and video. They'll help you stay successful by navigating change and seeing the big picture. After She's the Boss Network analyzes your business and marketing strategies, you'll start to see a media presence like you've never seen in your business before. And She's the Boss Network doesn't stop there. They use their findings to create a practical plan of action, a plan that will get your business from where you are to where you need to be. There you go. Lock those dogs up for good by giving She's the Boss Network a call at 866-494-5945, extension 101, or by checking their website at she's the boss radio.com. Again, that's 866 494 5945 extension 101 or she's the boss radio.com we don't break the laws we just make up our own the internet's best choice for music she's she's the the boss boss radio network Hey, 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 welcome back to the Blue Room. I'm your host, So Blue, and you're tuned in to another episode of my podcast brought to you by She's the Boss Radio. I hope you've been enjoying tonight's show so far. We're talking about blues, uh, tea time, and we just dishing into some stories that I've been wanting to cover, but, you know, life's been life, and so now we're getting into it now. So um, this next segment is we're going to be talking about living in your truth. And it's dedicated to my LBGTQ plus community. Um, Main reason, because I've never really made a stance on that before. And I don't mind making a stance. Um, Of course, I make a stance when I'm out in public with my friends and everything. But um, I'm a believer. I'm a strong Christian believer. You can't sway me to say Jesus isn't real. Um, However, I do not judge on who people love, how they decide they want to live, because my Bible teaches me that everyone has free judgment judgment and free will. And when Jesus comes back and he calls uh, my name, he's going to be talking about my story with me. He's not going to be talking about your love story with me and none of the things. So as far as the community goes, they've always had my full support. I love them dearly. Y'all turn it up. Let me tell you when I go to the club with y'all. Y'all are too much. I, I'm turned up always it's always a good time and one thing I love about that community is just even when you hang out and party just the freedom of just being who you want to be 
Um, and can I tell you, I'm sorry, heterosexual community, but we can be very judgy. <laughs> we can be very judgy, even with how we a man and a woman love each other, right? If a man likes to do certain intimate things, um, like get his nails done, or if he likes to get his toes done, or if he likes to get his eyebrows clipped and his nose hairs clipped uh, from a esthetician, he's too feminine, right? But, you know, the LGBTQ community, like, listen, you can be hairy, you can get your, your eyebrows clipped, and we still love you regardless. That's what I love, okay? Like, when you go to one of their hangout spots or their clubs, you see a little bit of everybody from the most feminine person to just the person who literally looked like they rolled out of bed and was like, yeah, let's let's turn up. I'm looking for love here. <laughs> um, and it's great. It's great. So, with that being said, let's hop into these stories. So one story that came across my feed that kind of just, I was like, wow. So we all know Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. They are the parents to Zaya Wade, right? And recently, with that, literally last week, um, Zaya got the official approval to have her name and gender changed on all her official documents. So Zaya is 15 and so on february 24th la granted um zaya to go from zaya malachi armias wade to zaya malachi armias wade okay so again zion malachi armias wade to zaya malachi armias wade so now on all her documents she can check female um she can say officially my name is zaya like that's her name um, and when I got that, I was like, hmm, because everyone's been having mixed emotions about this story, right? We've been hearing about it for years. Um, I didn't realize until I did some research on it that we've been talking about this for three years. Um, in 2020, Dwayne Wade went on The Ellen Show, and this is where he first started um, telling the world about how he supports Zaya being a transgender. And so I'm going to read a quote that he said on the show. He said, our 12-year-old, back then she was 12, our 12-year-old came home and said, hey, I want to talk to you guys. I think going forward, I'm ready to live my truth, and I want to be referenced as she and her, and I would love for you guys to call me Zaya. Um, and then Wade also added, trying to figure out as much information as I could, I want to make sure we give our child the best opportunity to be herself. Um, and of course, we've heard a lot of feud with Zaya's mother, um, who basically does not agree. OK, she wanted to wait at least until Zaya was 18 to make the permanent changes to her identity and on the documents and all the things. Um, and Zaya's mother also added, I contend that our child should be given the opportunity to decide for themselves. But at the age of majority, if they want to move forward with changing their name and gender. So I have mixed emotions um, because it seems like, and I don't know the whole nature of Dwayne Wade and his ex-wife's relationship, but it definitely seems like money was the motivation here and the deciding factor. Um, it definitely seemed like, you know, the mother's um, opinion of how she wanted her daughter to basically um, – identify themselves was never taken into consideration and I feel like this topic is so touchy because I'm a mother as well um and as again as I talked earlier in the show about how I let Genesis you know she want to go to school in a rainbow tutu and stripes and not match that's fine um 
as much as you want to give your child the freedom to be themselves and figure out themselves, I feel like it's hard to, especially in this day and age of social media, to set those proper boundaries of wait until you're older. <laughs> like, why can't you wait until you're older? I have that conversation so much with the young people in my life, the young little girls in my life who, you know, confide in me about different things. And they're like, well, yeah, I want to do this now. And, you know, I can be 16, already plotting. Like, when I'm 16, the document says all I need is this, 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 and I can do this. And I'm just like, but why? How sway? Like, why can't you just chill? Like, chill. Like, and I remember being younger, especially being the youngest in my family. I was one of those rushers. I was already always like, I can't wait till I'm 18. I can't wait till I'm 21. Then it was, I can't wait till I'm 25. Um, it was all those things because I had so many older siblings in my life, and I just always wanted to prove, like, hey, I can too, you know? But at the same time, there was a lot of growing material mature wise in my mentally that I needed to do and that I even as a teenager as a young teenager Zaya's 15 and even at her age there's still a lot of things that you haven't experienced still a lot of life lessons that can only be taught with time and so Again, you can, I believe in, I was born this way, right? I believe in that whole song, shout out to Lady Gaga, that song was lit, right? Um, I believe that you were kind of born that way, but to an extent of you were born that way, but you were also born to figure out that way, right? And figuring out that way and figuring out, you know, who you are in the midst of that, who your family can be, because it's not always just about you. And that's one thing that I was born this way, that stigma is amazing, it's empowering, but it's also when you apply it to situations like this with a family, right, a blended mixed family, it's selfish because other people have to understand the way you are. And in a in a day and age where it's not yet the norm, it's not yet the usual, usual thing, you also have to take in consideration, like, what if your mom isn't ready? <laughs> your mom gave birth to Zion, a boy, and you're making this decision right now that you just want to be Zion. And yes, it's your life. Do what you want. I totally understand that. But I get the mom's perspective of, as well as I just want you to wait. <laughs> if you want to experiment and dress how you want and figure out your personality through clothes and through school and through trying out things cool. But at the same time, give, give me time to watch you grow through it. Give me time to learn how to love you through it, learn a new way of loving you through it. Cause as parents, your child, I know my child, if she does anything terrible, um, even if it makes me upset, even if it makes me disappointed, I would still love her. I would still have her back no matter what. Um, that love for your child never goes away. It just gets honestly larger and more unconditional as the days go on. So I totally get both sides. I'm happy that Zaya is going to be happy. I honestly hope now that it's been officially documented. It's cool. The court case is over. I hope now she can just be 15 you got what you want a girl, have several seats and enjoy, be a good child and live your life. You know, that's what I'm hoping will come from that. Um, the next story I had to get into, because this was great news onto something semi a little bit more lighter, is we all know the brat, 
right? Famous rapper, the brat. Um, her wife, Jessica, or we know her as Judy, are having a baby. And when that popped on my feed, I said, oh my God. And I, first off, I love the brat because speak about living in your truth. The brat, honestly, I've always loved her, right? Because the brat never made gender um, have to stereotype her. I don't know how else to say it, but she never allowed gender to be the thing that, you know, was who she was, right? The brat can be as like laid back and chill as a tomboy. And you've even seen her dress up and be as girly and bad. Her body is banging, mind you. Let's start with that. But um, under all those baggy clothes, the brat, yeah, her body is like that. Um, but she can get as girly as she wants to. She can be as laid back as she wants to. She can dress up with sweatpants and a full beat on her face and still be bomb. Like I've always loved the brat and, and never, I never had to stereotype like, yeah, the brat's a lesbian or yeah, the brat likes guys. That never was a conversation for me. It was always just the brat is the brat. Right. So when she married Judy, I thought that was awesome. Um, and I love the support I saw from, because we all know um, Lisa Ray is the brat's older sister. So I even love seeing the support from Lisa Ray. And she was in the wedding and it was so nice. And so the brat was kind of under the radar for a while. And then she popped up with this people cover and she's carrying the baby for them too. Um, so I'm just so excited. They first announced it also on the Sherry Shepherd show. Um, and they came on there and they basically were just telling their story. And it apparently has been quite a journey for them. I did want to read a quote from the Brett. She said, I never thought I was going to have kids. I just thought it wasn't in the cards for me. I had a great career, a full life. I felt like because I didn't get pregnant earlier on, then it just wasn't going to happen for me. And then she continues to say, I started to look at life differently after I got married. I was like, I want a little me with you. Something special from the both of us that we can share and raise and love unconditionally. Um, so again, super excited and and I didn't know until I did more research on this that did y'all know the brat is 48 houseway when, but I guess that makes sense. Um, but anyway, apparently the couple, the brat and Judy had had some issues with um, conceiving. They did do the egg retrieval. And then um, once they put the egg back in, they did go through a miscarriage. Um, so just to see that now, after overcoming that, they're now pregnant. It's just, it's amazing. Um, and I want to read a quote, a quote from Judy. She says, talking about the brat, she says, I feel like she always supports me on everything I do. So I wanted to do something with her. I call her the queen of protective styles <laughs> because she's been wearing them forever. And she's talking about the brat. Um, and so basically, yeah, they're such a cute couple. I love how Jessica supports the brat. I love how this is so, um, again, not the stigma, right? Because we're starting to get used to same-sex marriages, right? We're getting used to seeing that more often. That's not a problem. But now it's just a stigma switch up for me. Like you would normally assume the more feminine woman in the relationship would be carrying the baby. But it's like, no, the brat is carrying a whole baby and looks amazing. Like looks so cute. I personally think they're having a boy. I just feel boy vibes that they're probably going to have a boy. But who knows? They're not announcing what they're having until they have it. But it's just it's so amazing to watch. And one um, 
thing that I'm going to get into when we get back. Stay locked. You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? You could listen to one of those other stations, but what would your friends think? She's she's the the boss. Boss Radio Network. Beauties in the eye. We complicate things when all along it's just perfect as it is. Beauty is from within. It's how you feel, not as how others see you. Skincare shouldn't be complicated. She's the Boss believes skincare should be nurturing, easy to use, smell delicious, feel refreshing, and look incredible. She's the Boss Cosmetics and Skincare brings you our botanical-based skincare line that's gentle, uncomplicated, and extremely effective for men, women, and youth. Feel confident and radiate a power glow that flows from the inside out. Exude an assurance that extends from the home into the conference room. Visit us at www.she's-the-boss.com or call us at 866-494-5945 to get yours today. Hey, I'm Jenny James for Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill all the time, and you've noticed that your carpet's eh, not looking so good. Why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service, so you won't have wet carpet all day long, and you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet-friendly too. Why don't you get a free, no-obligation estimate today? NeatlyDoneSanAntonio.com We don't break the laws. We just make up our own. The Internet's best choice for music. She's she's the, the boss. Boss. Radio Network. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Blue Room. I'm your host, So Blue, and you're tuned in to the remainder of my podcast. So before we went to break, we were talking about the brat and her wife, Judy, having a baby. And the question I was about to ask is, what's the definition of a traditional family, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of people who are against the LB. GTQ plus community is because they believe them having kids and making families is just untraditional. But then I I had to ask myself, what makes something traditional? And honestly, if I had to give it an answer, it would honestly be love. Love makes it whatever your your type of love is in your family genes is what makes it traditional. Um, Whatever love you can pass down to the next person who can pass it to the next one is what makes your your family traditional. It doesn't matter the gender of all the people in your family or how it's set up or how everybody got there. It's about the love and how good it transfers from generation to generation, period. So last little bit of tea stories I want to get into. This segment, I had to call it, they got some nerve. Because there, there's two stories I may not have time for. I may have to save one for later. But this one story I definitely want to get into because, again, they got some nerve. So, a white student is suing Howard University for $2 million over racial discrimination. And when I saw this on my feed today, I said, sir, houseway. Um, So, let's get into it. Michael Newman, 
is the gentleman's name, and he attends the Howard University School of Law. And he's been going there since the fall of 2020, and apparently he was expelled in September of 2022. But he's ex- he's seeking $2 million for monetary damages for pain and suffering, emotional anguish, anguish and damage to his reputation. Again, you got some nerve. Let's continue, okay? So Newman claims, Michael Newman claims that he suffered with depression and anxiety as a result of public ostracism, vilification, and humiliation. Basically, to give y'all the cleanup of all those big words, Homeboy felt like he was by himself because he was one of the only white people at a HBCU. And this is something that I've ran into, especially within my Morgan days when I went to Morgan State, of, you know, being at an HBCU and being black is definitely like going home, right? It's like going home, everybody's cool, Everybody, for the most part, is happy to see you unless you have those one-off people that just get into a classroom and they just clam up and don't know how to talk to nobody or make friends. Um, And then you have that one white guy or white girl that's, like, kind of looking over their head over the shoulder trying to see what's going on. Like, "Eh, are they nice? Are these the good black people? Are they the black people that's going to, like, you know, pick at me and make fun of me, right? Um, And... Honestly, I'm working. I never encountered a white person that eventually didn't feel comfortable, right? And honestly, I never felt sympathy when I would see there's only one white person in my class because I was the only black person a few times in a few classes, especially growing up in Howard County. So I know what that feels like, right? We as a people, we know what it's like when you walk into a room where you're traveling, right, and you go to, like, a gas station that you thought was cool, but then you walk in and you're literally the only black person and everybody's looking at you like you about to steal something. We've, we, we go through it on a daily basis. Who can we sue for $2 million for pain and anguish? I will wait, right? But let's continue. Um, Newman also isn't completely innocent, okay? He did raise some concerns through his Twitter account. So according to the New York Post, Newman tweeted back in 2020 um, about um, a picture and it was a slave and he was he was scarred up and he was looking, you know, like he had just been beat. And apparently he tweeted the caption, but we don't know what he did before the picture was taken. So it's like you have a record already of being semi racist and what would even make you want to go to an HBCU? That's one of the things that I always question too when I would see like one or two people in the classroom. Um, it's just like, how did you get here? You know what I'm saying? It's different for us when we apply to a PWI, uh, which is a predominantly white institute, right? It's different if we apply to like Berkeley or if we apply, apply to Stanford, right? Of course, we're black. We want to be there because we're black and y'all don't expect this here. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to work my butt off to get into one of those schools. But when I see like a white person at an HBCU, it's like, well, why do you want to be here? And then it's the white ones that like I understand the ones like, well, I live in the city. I live, you know, in Severin. Like I would run into those people at Morgan. I'd be like, oh, OK, well, 
maybe in-state tuition is a thing, okay? Because that out-of-state tuition is no joke. So I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense, I guess. But then it's the ones that are like, oh, yeah, well, I'm from California. I'm from Arizona. How, Sway, did you get to Morgan State? Like, what made you want to come here? I'm glad you're here, but that really intrigues me because it's like, are you here because you generally want to get an education that's filtrated also with African-American history? Or are you just here to spectate? Are you here to, like, you know put all your little racist energy in the air. Now we got to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are your intentions? Um, so that kind of honestly threw me for a loop. Um, another thing that threw me for a loop is basically he also had a few altercations with black people um, on campus. And he also did a lot of things with posting on the professor forum that basically students would answer their assignments on. Um, he would add dialogue like here's a quote from the article he would add dialogue like are black voters being questioned okay whoop, let me go back black voters didn't question turning to the government for for solutions and reliably voting for the same party every election desensitized both parties from responding to the needs of the black community. So he was basically trying to push his agenda for saying that the reason why we're not getting where we want to be is because we just vote for the same party over and over again and we never want to try new ideas, right? But of course, if you're tweeting this during the 2020 era, Whose era was that, right? That was our Trump era. It was a lot of things going on back then that we weren't really cool about. It was a lot of riffraff, right? So if you're posting these things on the public forum at a HBCU, of course you're going to ruffle some feathers. Of course a couple students may not be rocking with you. And apparently now he feels like he has to sue Howard University for being discriminated against. And I'm just like, you got some nerve. Me personally, I don't have a problem with um, people of different races, not even just white people, but people of different races attending our HBCUs because I need you to, I need you to know the things. Okay. I want you to honestly, number one, be here because you generally want to be here. And then when you learn something that you never knew, I want you to take it and apply it to real life. Pass that down to your, to the next person next to you, to the person back home who, you know, is not in this environment, but they need to know this information, right? And you also, as a different person of color at a HBCU, have a responsibility to let us into your world, right? Like when the conversations come up, give us honest uh, feedback for why certain white people act a certain way. You And I'm not saying the one white person in the room speaks for all white people, but you do have a certain level of responsibility just to be honest. You know, one thing I loved about college was the open forums of just sitting back, talking for hours, debating about different topics, hearing how everyone's, um, you know, hometown and where they came from affects how they think, right? I take so much pride in that. And so I was just hoping that this story would have been something different of a person who's not black coming to Howard, wanting to learn from the culture and wanting to genuinely go to Howard because it's an amazing school, not to come. And now all of a sudden you feel like you're being racially profiled and discriminated against when really it's, you're not, you're just running your mouth and saying the absolutely wrong things. And you're doing it on Twitter, which that's what is a devil y'all. I keep saying I'm gonna get back on Twitter, but I don't want to. 
I promise you I don't want to <laughs> because people act crazy on Twitter. People give unsolicited advice on Twitter that nobody even needs ever. So it's just Twitter's a mess. Twitter will get you every time. Y'all better watch that Twitter. Okay, watch out for it. <laughs> um, but tonight has been amazing, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Blue Room. I hope you enjoyed Blue's Tea Time. Um, we're going to have this segment a lot more often as stories be happening. I try to fit them in as much as possible, but when I can't, we don't have a tea time, a tea party. So I hope you enjoyed. Um, real quick before I leave, I want to drop my social media handles for you. You can follow me on Facebook at the Blue Room Podcast. You can follow me on instagram at so blue so true or you can follow and or follow both honey uh the show page which is at the blue room official okay and until next time y'all stay up stay blessed be encouraged and i will see you soon bye we don't break the laws we just make up our own the internet's best choice for music she's she's the the boss Radio.